1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: We now go down to Tampa Bay and uh, talk to Tom uh, host in 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM down there. Uh, Tom, how you doing? Bill, doing great. How are you? We're doing well, so things, uh, you know, coming out of that Bears game, I thought were a little bit odd in the fact that I don't care what they say, Tom didn't know how many downs there were, but uh, I would assume that this team is salivating at the shot at, at the shot of getting back on the field and trying to get themselves a win, and to do so against a team like the Packers that are undefeated.
1: Well, that's their mindset, and look, if they're going to even hang with a team like the Packers, who are often such a great start, as you know, they have to cut down on the mistakes, specifically the penalties, Bill. I mean, that's killing this team right now, and if you look at what they're doing. Last week was such a sloppy game in terms of penalty after penalty. There was 11 of them all together, and the pre-snap penalties are the ones that really irritate head coach Bruce Darien to no end. So they need to cut down on some of those mistakes if they're going to hang with the Packers this week.
0: That was going to be my next question, because Tom is not used to that. In, in New England, there wasn't any of that. That was a ton of discipline via uh, Bill Belichick. Is that something that Arians needs to crack down on? I mean, when you're talking about no fans in the stands and you're having pre-snap penalties, that's that's more concentration than anything.
1: It really is. And when you look at what the Bucks' offensive line did in particular, I mean, Tom was hit Early and often last week against the Bears, they could not block Khalil Mack. Left tackle, right tackle. I mean, they tried everything, and he was still getting to the quarterback. But the 11 penalties is something that concerns the Bucks greatly. And you saw the infamous Tom Brady sideline tirade, and that was against the offensive line for some of those mistakes that he is not accustomed to seeing. Like you mentioned, when he was up in New England, they were among some of the least penalized teams in the NFL, and now he gets here, now, and the Bucks are committing Nine, ten penalties a game, and, you know, that has to be a concern, absolutely.
0: So, you can't get in the locker room, so you don't get a chance to really do that, hey, between you and me thing. What is the sense you're getting after Tom so publicly just ripped to hell, dropping F-bombs and everything, his teammates – uh, over some of the issues because, uh, you know, many quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers, if he does that, he looks petulant. Tom is this hardcore competitor. So what is the vibe down there right now after that public chastising that they caught on the sideline?
1: Well, I think it's because of who he is. That's why he's going to get a pass here, Bill. You know that. He's Tom Brady for what he is or what he's accomplished. So I think, and I mentioned this on my show several times this week, that you're going down a dangerous path when you – publicly on national TV, start ripping your teammates, and then all of a sudden at the end of the game, you forget what down it is. But because Mm -hmm. he's Tom Brady and what he's accomplished, I think he'll certainly get a pass. I think the teammates love him, and I think they will get back to work this week, and they're motivated to try and rectify what happened last week. So I get a sense from the guys that, look, we played badly. We deserve to get ripped. And even Bruce said, listen, Tom can handle that because he's the leader of that football team. He's the leader of the offense. He yelled at him and cussed at him, so I didn't have to.
0: The uh, the offense, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, they run the ball pretty well. Passing, I'm going through pro football focus. I was reading a lot of the numbers earlier today. Uh, the passing game still is solid. Uh, what has, I mean, obviously there's been injuries too, so give us first and foremost the injury situation and who will or will not be playing this week offensively
1: they're getting healthier looks like they're gonna have chris godwin back he's been on the practice field he was out there today mike evans who missed practice yesterday was out there today as was leonard fournette so it looks like offensively they're going to have all hands on deck and they should be nearly at full strength for the game on sunday minus oj howard who ruptured his achilles a couple weeks ago he's out for the year now defensively bill they could have some trouble as you know, Vita Vea, a big part of what they do in the middle of that defensive line. He's done for the rest of the season. Broke his ankle last week. That's a huge loss. The Bucks' yeah. rush defense right now, number one in the NFL, and that's going to be tested by Aaron Jones and I think the other opponents moving forward. And two other guys have banged up this week. Carlton Davis, who landed awkwardly while trying to defend the pass against Allen Robinson last Thursday, I guess injured his abdomen. He hasn't been practicing yesterday wasn't out there today also Jordan White had a very talented safety sat out practice today with a knee injury so that's a concern too to Todd Bowles and that defense
0: going into a new system and working with a new head coach for the first time really in his career um has the transition two things one has it been smooth and two have you seen progression from the beginning of the season to where they are now to the fact that maybe they're starting to get the themselves. I'm not going to say into a rhythm because it didn't look great against the Bears, but the Bears have a really good defense. But getting more and more and more, we'll say, creative and kind of settling in, so to speak.
1: Yes, because in the first week against New Orleans, against a very good defense, there were a number of issues. Brady threw a couple of picks, including the pick six and the first interception. You know, he saw coverage one way. Mike Evans saw it differently. You know how that happens, Bill. If the quarterback or receiver are not seeing the same thing, what ends up happening, an interception, a lot of fans will see it on face value and blame it automatically on the quarterback. But that one was on Mike Evans because he didn't see what Tom Brady was seeing, and that was an interception there. But I think the rapport between Brady and Evans has certainly been improving. It improved the next week. Brady had a five-touchdown game as well. So I think slowly but surely... The offense is getting better without a preseason, without much of an offseason. I know Brady got the guys together at a local Tampa area high school here, and they were throwing it around almost every single day. But I think slowly but surely the offense is coming along, and I think in a couple more weeks, now that Chris Godwin should be back this week, that offense should be clicking.
0: So talk to me about the rest of the NFC and what your thoughts are. Obviously, Seattle's undefeated. The Packers are undefeated. Packers have a very good offense. Seattle's passing offense has been been tremendous with Russell Wilson. But what do you see the balance of the NFC right now?
1: I, I see the Packers right there at the top, believe it or not. I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show, and I'm sure a lot of Packer fans are listening, and they're very excited about it. But I've been very impressed with what I've seen out of Green Bay and what Aaron Rodgers has done through the first four games, not throwing an interception. I think defensively, they're fine to Darius Smith. A heck of a pass rusher coming off a 3 sack game against Atlanta. I really like what they're bringing to the table, and Seattle being 5-0 and has been very, very impressive. I mean, right now, those are the two best teams in the NFC, and I got questions about the Saints. I know they're 3-2, and two and they won that overtime game, but if Michael Badgley kicks that field goal right at the end, I mean, they should be 2-3 and three right now. So I got questions about them, and how they can kind of rectify the ship. When they get Michael Thomas back, they certainly should be a better team for it. But right now it's the Seahawks and the Packers right there at the top tier, and everybody else is lagging behind in the NFC.
0: Is this Tampa Bay team a a, – I want to say – I don't want to say Super Bowl, but are they a team that's legitimately going to be vying for the postseason?
1: Yes, I I do believe so. I think defensively they're still good enough. They're fast and physical on that side. The loss of Vita Bay will certainly hurt. But they've got other guys. and Domkins, who's having a really good year along that defensive line, so is William Gosen. Their linebackers are outstanding, led by Levante David and Devin White on the inside, and Shaq Barron and Jason Pierre-Paul, and their secondary is young, aggressive, and they've got some bright guys back there. You're going to see Antoine Winfield Jr., much like his dad, who played 14 years in the NFL, Bill. This is a smart, heady football player that Todd Bowles trusts to move all over the defense. He can play in coverage. He can blitz. He can get his hands on the ball. He's a ball hawk. He's a very bright player. So I think defensively they're good enough. When the the offense catches up to the defense, I think this is going to be a playoff team.
0: Uh, talking with Tom Krasnicki, hosting 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM down there in Tampa Bay. So give us the lowdown because you, you guys are a lot like Wisconsin. Wisconsin was supposed to host the DNC and supposed to host the, uh, the, the Ryder Cup this year. Uh, we had a basketball team in the University of Wisconsin that won the big Ten and then that got shut down. The Brewers got shut down. The Bucks were on track to maybe win a championship. That got shut down. So now you guys get the Super Bowl and you guys are looking at, well at least Florida is open right now, but tell us what the, the setting is down there right now in preparation for Super Bowl.
1: Well the Florida uh, the state of Florida is, is fully open. Governor DeSantis, you know is opening up the bars, which I'm sure makes a lot of people here happy. And in terms of the buck scheme on Sunday against Green Bay, there'll be about 15, 16,000 in the stands for that one. And we actually talked to Rob Higgins of the Tampa Bay sports commission, who was instrumental in bringing the super bowl to Tampa. We had him on our show this morning. And he said, right now all systems are go. He's been in contact constantly with the NFL February the 7th is when they're going to play the game here. So right now, as it stands, everything is supposed to take place as planned. So, Things are going well here, Bill. We just had the Lightning. We just won the Stanley Cup. The Rays are a victory away from going to the World Series. So right now, the right? Tampa Bay sports scene is about as exciting as it's been since I've been here.
0: You guys are buzzing. I was just going to say congratulations to your Lightning. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the NHL season either going to start near Christmas or that oh, that uh, New Year's Day, correct? New Year's Day. What are Day? you hearing?
1: I'm thinking about January of starting back
0: up, yep. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to be sure. Well, man, it's it's going on, and we're looking forward to seeing you when uh, hopefully we get down there. Uh, we got sponsors. We're good to go. We just want to make sure everything's going to be open, and we're going to be able to at least uh, do our program down there. But, Tama, uh, I'll look forward to seeing you when we get there, okay?
1: I would love that, Bill. Come on down. We're opening up slowly but surely. Be safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Talk
0: to you soon. Thanks, Tom. There you go. Host on 620 WDAE 95.3 FM down there in Tampa Bay. That's Tom Chris Krasnicki. Go to Crafts, over there on Twitter, giving us the lowdown on what's going down there in Tampa Bay. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard; car, they treat you fair. 80 plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844 prior to go to schneiderjobs.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.